Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Amy, it is so lovely to see you. And I know that my audience can't see you, (laughs) but welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. How have you been? I've been all right. (laughs) Better than I thought I would be at this point in the year, but I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing well and also feeling okay. I feel a little bit like, you know, we're six months plus in like starting to adjust a little bit and kind of have a better feeling of like my footing, but same. Yeah, I feel like I read some sort of article recently about the psychology of massive shifts and how af- it is. It's like that six month marks a big, like you oh, kind of start to yeah. adjust. Yeah, totally. I could see that. Like everything else to like uproot my life. So it's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am excited to chat with you today. You're in New York City and, and the, you know, obviously things are sort of extra there, but I love the topic that you you reached out to me about. So instead of spilling the beans on that, I am going to get the timer out. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. All right. Ready, set, go. Okay. So I have a wonderful client base. I love them, but I'm finding it hard. I've tried like memberships like you've done in the past. I've seen like you've had people pay monthly fees and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I have this really great group of clients, but I'm having trouble being consistent with my messaging to them about like, Hey, you need to book right now. Mm -hmm. Cause like this year, for example, I am already full through December, which Mm -hmm. I've never booked up this fast. This is the first time in a long time that I've ever booked up this fast. And I have all these amazing clients that I love working with now that I don't have room for. Mm -hmm. And so I am trying to find a way to make sure that they are prioritized without going crazy. Mm -hmm. And not having too much extra work on my plate with messaging and like emailing them specifically, but also making them feel like they have priority over new people that come in. So that's kind of like the basics of it, but. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So tell me a little bit more about what you've done in the membership realm in the past. So I had what was called the family membership Mm -hmm. and it was like, I want you to be part of the family. So Mm -hmm. they had, they could choose to do two or more sessions per year. And they paid their, I was doing kind of a simple sales system model where they paid a session fee up front, but that was for both sessions. Okay. And then they bought their collections after each session. So they, in the long run, it was basically just a discounted thing. It was just kind of organized where they had to pay the session fee up front and then collections were spread out by the sessions. Okay. And then after, and then I had some people that did it two, three sessions, but then once everything started happening, like at the end of last year, my studio manager looked at me and she was like, this is too many emails. This is too much work back and forth. Mm-hmm. We have a lot going on. We need to simplify. Yep. And so we did. So we went back to an all-inclusive price, but it is at the same rate. And I found that things just run a lot smoother, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily have a formula for giving those people that membership feeling yep. as far as like, you get a discount on this and you're already set for the year and all that kind of stuff. Forgive me for not knowing this off the top of yeah. my head, but have you gone through revenue on repeat? No, I have not. Okay. All right. 
because I do want to, I feel like that could be a good option for you because basically when I, my system, my overall system is when I first bring somebody in, when it's a new client, that's when I use the simple sales system. Okay. And then once they go through that system and I've sort of, you know, they have very much been acclimated to my pricing and my process and all that sort of thing. And they've made an order. So they, they know what it is to get prints through me and all that sort of thing. If at the end of that period of time, I'm like, yeah, I really like this client. I think they're going to be a good long-term client for me. I offer them a spot in my membership, but the membership is way simpler for me than my one-off booking process. So they basically are paying monthly around the year, but it's all inclusive. So it does include some print credit. So I give myself some, there's a, there's an opportunity for upsell and there are tiers in the membership, but they pick that at the beginning. And then I don't have to like, there's no messaging back and forth. And all of those people in the membership, when I do need to message them, I can do that in a mass email as opposed to like a one-off, you know, I have to deal with you individually. So it's not a bad strategy and it might work really well for you. But that's not the only solution here. I yeah. I feel like when you reached out, my first thought was just, Amy needs to be setting better boundaries. percent <laughs> um, always. I always need to I know. Well, and that's true for all of us. <laughs> and I mean, especially once you are in the enviable position of having this large roster of clients that you love. I mean, that's, it's where every single person... Yeah. <laughs> It, you know, that's where everybody wants to be until you're there. And then like all of a sudden there's like a tiny little sweet spot. And then you're like, oh gosh, I'm saying no to people I love. I what know. if they start going to other people? You know, I mean, it, it there's, it, it, yeah. it's a short period in the sweet spot. Yes. So, but it's a good problem to have. And I think that again, there are multiple ways to deal with this particular thing, because even if you were to institute a membership, you may find that you run out of membership spots. There is only so much time in the calendar. You can only, you know, really accommodate so many people. So I wrote down some ideas here. You had mentioned when you first reached out about, you know, maybe that this means it's time to up my pricing. And I would say maybe, absolutely. I don't think that's a bad strategy. Certainly, you know, the supply and demand thing, you could, this could be like the time that you're like, nope, I want to make more money per client. And by raising my prices, I will probably weed out some people. Yeah. So that is just one way to do it. And that is true. The only problem is again, at some point you, (laughs) you're probably going to actually find that you're still full, even though your prices are higher. Great. You're making more money, but you still have the same problem. So I don't want to, I don't want to put that as a blanket. Like that's just, that wouldn't be my first choice. Cause like, A lot of the Brooklyn photographers that you know and love have actually left Brooklyn. Yeah. And so there's not very many of us left. And so demand right now is crazy high. And I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to give like up my prices for my old clients. Yeah. Because I feel like I'm in a good spot with them and I get some really great people. So yeah. I think, yeah. And I think at a certain point when you get into that profitable zone, like I could raise my prices, but I choose not to at this point because I like where I am. I like the people who are hiring me in this price. So I totally get that. As long as you are profitable, (laughs) I'm all for it. So then what I would say is it's a combination, solving this problem is a combination of streamlining as much as possible. And I know that you are pretty good at that. So I'm not going to harp too much on that. But then it's a matter of planning 
and being really communicative. So, you know, unfortunately what that means is that you have to hit the rewind button, but whatever, we can't hit the rewind button. And you're saying you're booked through the end of 2020. So I want you to start thinking now about how you're going to manage this in 2021. Yeah. That's kind of where my head's at. Yeah. And what I was thinking is that maybe what you could do, I don't know if you even have the bandwidth for this, but maybe what you could do is email these people who are writing to you and saying, oh, I forgot to respond to your email back in the summer and I need a session, whatever. Like perhaps you could put together a short session event or option for people where you make it really easy on yourself and you just pick a few days and you say, I would love to accommodate you. Here are your three options and you have to be booked by X date. And after that, you just have to commit to yourself that you say like, sorry, I'm done for the year. Well, and that's what I did like a week ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Tell me more. (laughs) I am done. So I've been trying to make things really easy on myself and the traveling back and forth since we're moving out of the city is going to be a lot. So I've only been doing like one shoot a day instead of an entire day shooting and everything like that. And then I filled up every weekend morning Mm -hmm. and filled up a lot of weekdays. And with our move and everything, I was like, okay, I can do a couple here, a couple there. And now I looked at my schedule and I literally with having homeschooling every other week. Yeah. There's no more weekdays. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I had, I've like thought about that for a few specific return clients that I'm like, I want you to come back. Let's make it work. Mm-hmm. And I have been able to make it work, but I'm at a point now where I'm just like, there's, there's no more. <laughs> I can't do yeah. it. And one of the things in your email that you had said was, you know, I don't want to hate the fall. And I totally like yes. hear you and see you there because I, you know, up until a few years ago, the fall was just, it's, yeah. it used to be my, you know, when I was a kid and all that other stuff, I loved the fall as my yeah. favorite season. It's really pretty in North Carolina. And then, <laughs> then I got to the point where I was like, I can't even breathe. I'm so busy. And my house never got decorated for the holidays. And I would just like show up at my parents' house for Thanksgiving and be like, can you just take care of me, please? <laughs> Feed me. I have nothing to give. So anyway, yeah. Okay. So you're at that place. What For everyone else listening, you know, if you can sort of see the busyness factor is ramping up, maybe you stop offering full sessions and you go to just mini sessions and only for your former clients and you make that a big thing. But I think really what this comes down to is you have hit a wall and you need to figure out how to avoid hitting the wall in the future. And I think a combination of a lot of communication over a period of a few weeks Mm-hmm. saying, and another thing that you had said in your initial uh, thing was that you had played with opening a calendar for people to self-schedule. Yes. And so that's also part of my membership. The way that I run my membership is that people self-schedule, but the, but I feel like, you know, you don't have to have a membership in order to open your calendar and say, when the dates are gone, they're gone. And then what you can be doing is peeking at that calendar I don't like to keep my calendar open perpetually because I just feel like it gets like if I don't if I forget to put something on my calendar and then I get double booked and I have to deal with all that even or like something where somebody texts you and it's like hey can we do this day instead and then you forget to change it totally and so there's right so I like to open mine for a limited period of time which also helps spur people to actually go and schedule a session. But I would suggest that you consider doing that, but sending a sequence of emails leading up to the date that it's going to open. And then of course, before it closes saying it's almost closed, it's almost closed or like it's almost full Yeah, and you need to go grab a spot now. 
And I have also gone so far with like my favorite clients as to call them and say, Hey, I know you schedule every fall. You're not on my calendar yet. And I'm almost full. Yeah, that's smart. Um, kind of like a newsletter, but for specific people that I want to make sure that they're on the calendar. Exactly. And, you know, getting people tagged, giving people, sorry, tagged like in your email, um, service provider as you know, I, I will often tag people with a year when they book me like 2018, 2019. And if I'm seeing, you know, if this person has booked me five or six times, they really should have priority. And I want them to know that, you know, they've got sort of top billing in my calendar. And then, but ultimately, you know, the net on this whole conversation is it's all fine and well and good to put all these different practices in place. But the thing you really need to come back to is if your clients aren't respecting the boundaries that perhaps you aren't respecting either, (laughs) you have to get really clear about those boundaries for yourself and then, and then train your clients. And the best way to train them, unfortunately, is to enforce the rules for a year. And then generally speaking, if people, you know, if you're emailing them and saying, that's it, I'm full. And then they email you and say, oh, I'm so sorry, I missed it. And you say, actually, I'll squeeze you in. That just teaches them that there's no boundary there. (laughs) I'm a mom to a teenager right now. So I am all about the boundaries. (laughs) Uh I feel like that would be super useful. Yeah. Maybe that's something I can get my studio manager to help me enforce too. (laughs) Oh gosh. And that's totally, it's a whole different conversation and we'll have to put that on the books. But like, I feel like that is a great tool to have is someone other than you to say, (laughs) Amy wishes she could, but her schedule is full. Like you don't, you know, not having to be the one saying no is such an amazing piece of freedom. Let them be the bad guy. It's great. They're the bad guy. (laughs) You're the artist. You would love to, unfortunately. Yeah. So (laughs) cool. Well, I am going to link revenue on repeat and that stuff in, it's a relatively short course that I put together okay. in the spring. I started my membership last summer yeah, and it really has, I mean, it's just, I, it's been awesome for me because not only are my books all full, but they're all full of people that I know and love. And I don't have to do anything to sell or communicate with them other than like show up when my sessions happen. So, so are you booking beyond the people that are in your membership, are you booking a lot of new people still too? Or is Yeah. So what I teach is that I try and balance it at about the like 70, 30. So 70 okay. repeat clients and 30 new clients. And the re- so I limit the membership in order to protect that. And the reason that I keep taking new clients is because, you know, people, there is a certain amount of, what's the word? you know, where people drop out over a period of time, they either move or their kids are, you know, grown up or whatever. And so I, I try and keep new people in the mix. And then also because of course, a lot of my family clients start when kids are (laughs) newborns and those are not going to be my repeat clients. So, uh, well, they will be my future repeat clients, but I have to bring them in at the beginning. So, okay. Got it. Yeah. Cool. So like I said, I'll link that, but I think that there are, Oh, and listen to that. Ding, ding, stop. I think there are lots of ways to do this, but the number one thing is boundaries. And I think, you know, once you sit down and have a conversation with your studio manager about that in particular, yeah, you can put those walls up nice and big. I'm so excited. <laughs> I love it.
like a, I want like a manageable year next year. Oh, that sounds like such a dream. Good. Well, I hope you do it. And I hope you do it from the comfort of your beautiful new home. Congratulations. Thanks so much. We're Good so luck excited. with the move. And, and yeah, keep me posted. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye, Amy. Bye. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.